I know a guy that's got a lot to lose. He's a pretty nice fella. Kind of confused, got muscles in his head. Ain't never been used. Thinks he owns half of this town. Starts drinking heavy, gets a big red nose. Beats his old lady with a rubber Yeah, hello, this is Michael Volkoff, and this is episode 202 of Corruption, Crime, and, and Compliance. And our episode today is a deep dive into the Alpha Laval uh, OFAC enforcement action. Well, hello, everyone. Sorry we've been off for a couple of weeks here. Uh, been pressed on uh, some other matters and haven't been able to put together the podcast, uh, but we're getting back on. Uh, thought I'd get back on this uh, important OFAC enforcement case and point out some uh, important aspects and some trends here. And next week, we'll be having an interview uh, with somebody from LRN, David Greenberg, to talk about uh, the recent study, they, they, a survey they put out on corporate engagement of ethics and compliance programs. Anyways, before we get started um, today, let's hear from our sponsor, Clause Match. Are you looking for a policy and compliance management platform to help you automate tasks, organize data and documents, and collaborate across your compliance and risk teams? ClauseMatch is an award-winning regulatory technology company that provides policy management and regulatory change management solutions for financial institutions and other regulated companies. ClauseMatch's AI-powered smart document collaboration platform enables cross-functional teams to interact with, review and approve centralized policy documents in real time, with the precise audit trail mapping them to regulatory obligations on a granular level. Clause Match applies a deep understanding of the regulatory lifecycle and machine learning to standardize and automate processes and workflows across teams, reducing costs, speeding up implementation, and demonstrating compliance to regulators. To learn how to transform your policy and compliance management, visit clausematch.com or email evolve at clausematch.com. Okay, well, let's, uh, let's take a look at this important um, enforcement action. It really was uh, interesting because OFAC actually put a lot of facts out on the case uh, in their settlement uh, agreement and gave us a real window into two uh, important aspects. Here we had a conspiracy among players um, that kept the U.S. Uh, aspect of the company uh, in the dark as to the ultimate destination of products going to Iran. But the U.S. company was implicated or found liable or settled uh, based on basically a, a referral of an inquiry to its um, European headquarters uh, and an, a referral of an inquiry from uh, an Iranian customer. So interesting things to look at. So um, in two separate enforcement actions, OFAC announced the settlement with Alpha Laval Middle East, which is a Dubai UAE company, and we'll call them Al Middle East, uh, and Alpha Laval, a Virginia-based company, the U.S., uh, for violations of OFAC's Iran sanctions program. Uh, ALUS enlisted its then-subsidiary called Alpha Laval Tank, which actually has been subsumed within the U.S. Uh, company since then, which is based in Exton, Pennsylvania, to participate in this scheme, and I'll call them Al-Tank, A-L-Tank. So the Alpha Laval enforcement action underscores, in my mind, the dangers for global companies in compliance with U.S.-based sanctions programs. 
The parent company, Alpha Laval, is based in Sweden. Al Middle East uh, agreed to pay $415,695, and the Al U.S. subsidiary agreed to pay OFAC $16,875. Now, the settlement announcement sets out a detailed course of conduct and what they call a conspiracy, and OFAC concluded that Al Middle East conspired with Dubai and Iran-based companies to export GameJet which is a brand of storage tank cleaning units from the United States to Iran. Al U.S. through Al Tank uh, was not aware of the full scope of the conspiracy, but referred a known Iranian business opportunity to its foreign affiliate in Dubai, which then orchestrated the conspiracy, including Al Tank, to export GameJet brand cleaning units from the U.S. to Iran. So on May 27th, uh, 2015, Albor's Paksh Parnia Company, and we'll call them Albor's, which is an Iranian distributor of oil products, emailed Altank to inquire about purchasing its game jet cleaning units, which are automated machines used to remove residual fuel, dirt, and sludge from storage tanks. The email explicitly disclosed, disclosed that the company was based in Iran, and Al Tank's manager uh, for tank cleaning um, uh, equipment responded to Albor's the same day by recommending AL Tank products, providing pricing information, product descriptions, and specifications, and offering to provide a, qu a quote. After a follow up emails on June 17, 2015, Ibor's asked the portfolio manager at Al Tank, Is there the possibility of delivering to our country? referring specifically to Iran. Uh, on August 7th, 2015, Altank's portfolio manager forwarded the email to a tank cleaning portfolio manager at Alpha Laval, Denmark, another subsidiary, asking who would be the best contact for Iran for an oil and gas inquiry. Al Denmark recommended a sales manager at Al Middle East, who in turn recommended the Al Middle East regional manager. Al Middle East's regional manager and the Al Tank portfolio manager in the U.S. discussed whether Al Tank could provide quotes or sell items from the U.S. to Iran. The portfolio manager for Al Tank then referred the Iranian business opportunity to Al Middle East in an email and stated, I had forwarded your contact information to our general manager for the Middle East who should be making contact. And the Al U.S. person said, we cannot sell U.S.-made equipment into your country at this time. So following the referral, this gets taken over by Al Middle East and then the general manager of an Iran-based Alpha Laval, Iran company, another subsidiary, and they communicated with Albors about routing the sales to Iran through the Dubai company with which Al Middle East had an existing distributor relationship. Under the plans they developed, the Dubai company would be falsely named as the end user on export documents. In late January 16, the Al Middle East sales manager traveled to Iran to meet with Albors, who's the ultimate customer here, where they further discussed how to procure the game jet cleaning units from the U.S. Shortly after that, um, the, uh, the Al Denmark asked the portfolio manager for Al Tank 
to set up a meeting with AL Al Middle East to discuss exporting goods to Iran, a request prompted by an inquiry from Al Middle East, who was seeking information about the game jet cleaning units. Now, two weeks later, and this is the important part, and this was the detail that they provided in the enforcement action, the owner of the Dubai company emailed the sales manager and the senior sales engineer for Al Middle East a memo. And this was called the Al Bors Memo. And uh, with the following message, Al Bors is one of the oil products distribution company at gas stations in Iran, which distributes the oil products in gas stations of all over the country. Uh, Al Bors wants to purchase a number of gamma jet equipment from Alpha Laval. To that end, the Al Bors memo then outlined the strategy for procuring the origin U.S. goods from Al Tank, re-exporting them into Iran involving AL Al Iran, Al Middle East, and the Dubai company, while keeping Al Tank in the dark regarding the ultimate destination of the units. Al Tank was not given a copy of this memo and was not otherwise told of this plan. However, Al Tank did receive an email with a less list of questions regarding the game, game jet cleaning units that was part of the Al Bors memo, which included an email with a subject line, quote, Game Jet for Albor's Pakshparnia Company, Iran, in full caps, as part of the email. So following the plan laid out in the Albor's memo, on March 5th, 2016, the senior sales engineer at Al Middle East sent the Dubai company a pro forma invoice for Game Jet products worth $18,585. The next day, the Dubai company requested its bank to transfer $18,585 to Al Middle East in payment for the game jet equipment ultimately destined for Al Bors in, in Iran. And it was actually listed that way in the memo from the Dubai company to a bank in Dubai. On March 7, 2016, the portfolio manager for Al Tank sent the sales engineer at at Al Middle East, an updated game jet quotation invoice, which increased the number of game jet products from one set uh, to two sets at the request of the Dubai company. The following day, a Al Middle East confirmed the order, and the portfolio manager for Al Tank in the U.S. told the sales engineer to send the purchase order to Al U.S. America's distribution center. The portfolio manager for Al Tank also asked, the senior sales manager at Al Middle East, for the name of the end user. And this was the important part, to which the senior sales engineer at Al Middle East replied, quote, this machine is for the Dubai company, UAE. The senior sales engineer at Al Middle East would later explain that the identification of the Dubai company rather than Al Bors was at the instruction of the sales manager for Al Middle East. On March uh, 8th, 2016, and March 17th, 2016, uh, there was an issue of issuance of an order confirmation and an invoice to the Dubai company, which listed the Dubai company as the end user. On March 26th, 2016, Al Tank exported two game jet cleaning machines and accessories to the UAE for subsequent delivery to the Dubai company. The Dubai company then supplied the game jet products to Albors in Iran, consistent with the plan outlined in that Albors memo. 
Interestingly, prior to the March export, General Counsel for Alpha Laval Group sent a memo to Alpha Laval employees in January of 2016 regarding an export control update on Iran following the implementation of the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action on January 16, 2016. The memo was also sent to employees of Al Middle East and Al Iran, and the memo noted that, quote, any transaction involving U.S. persons, U.S. dollars, or U.S. origin content products are still prohibited under the remaining U.S. sanctions on Iran, close quote. Shortly after March 26, 2016 export, Al Middle East began organizing additional sales of game jet cleaning units on behalf of Albors in the same manner as the initial sale. Email traffic and transactional paperwork between Al Middle East, Al Tank, and the Dubai company show that from April to May 2016, Albors had already begun to initiate a second order worth $5,170, and Al Middle East understood that Albors desired to make 20 additional purchases of GameJet products worth approximately $181,453. And that's the money that was really motivating this, because the money that we've talked about before here was not that much, and, uh, but it was the prospect of having repeat sales. The email traffic indicates Albor's intention of acquiring more game jet cleaning units from Altank and highlights AL Middle East's uh, intention to fulfill Albor's request. So the conspiracy itself came to an end when the U.S. Department of Commerce's Bureau of Industry and Security, BIS, requested post-shipment verification from Altank on April 12, 2016, shortly after the first export transaction was completed. The post-shipment verification report found that according to documentation from the Dubai company, the tank cleaning products in question were re-exported to Iran on April 2, 2016. So that just goes to show you about end-user certifications, the importance of that um, information and tying that loop on your compliance program and that BIS will actually come in and ask and do an audit. And particularly if you do business in Dubai, there's a huge risk with regard to equipment or sales or products ending up in Iran from Dubai. And this, uh, this case certainly uh, highlights that in terms of, the, uh, of what occurred. So the, um, after this, uh, uh, the conspiracy came to an end, um, uh, then the whole thing sort of focused again back on the U.S. OFAC underscored two important points about this enforcement action. One was the importance of its enforcement action for global companies and the specific need to ensure that subsidiaries and affiliates are trained on U.S. sanctions requirements, that they can effectively identify red flags and are empowered to report prohibited conduct to management. And two, implementing effective compliance training to ensure U.S. persons know they are generally prohibited from referring business opportunities involving Iran, including to affiliated entities. Such uh, referrals may also increase the likelihood of other additional sanctions violations being committed. And that's an important point because uh, if you have a global company 
And for example, uh, you may, I've had situations where somebody may have uh, a business person sitting in Miami and they receive a phone call or email communication requesting uh, products to be delivered to, let's say, Cuba, Iran, North Korea, prohibited areas, then uh, even the referral of that inquiry to the right place, let's say, a subsidiary that's overseas that's not doesn't include U.S. persons or whatever, in that situation, that referral itself can constitute a sanctions violation. And this, in this case, underscores that risk in terms of how Al Tank, even though they didn't know everything, um, uh, was ultimately found liable or settled in this for the uh, improper referral of the inquiry. An interesting case uh, because it, it shows you the importance of end-user certification, end-user uh, monitoring. Um, although it was not a lot of money, this is an important issue for companies uh, with global operations. So uh, I thought this was a, a good one to highlight, and everybody should sort of take the lessons learned from it uh, and apply it to your own operation to determine what kind of risks are out there and how you can mitigate those risks. Anyway, well, good to be back. Uh, hope everybody's doing well. Uh, stay in touch, and we'll be back next week with another uh, episode. Uh, all the best. Thanks again for listening to Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Please subscribe to the podcast series. The Volkov Law Group believes that every company should have a robust ethics and compliance program. Experience and research show that ethical companies are better performers in the global marketplace. You can learn more about the legal and compliance services we offer at our website, www.volkovlaw.com. You can also follow our award-winning blog, Corruption, Crime, and Compliance, and our podcast series. You can contact Michael Volkov at his email address, mvolkov at volkovlaw.com. That's the way that the world goes round. You up one day, the next you down. It's a half and a two-hour, you think you're going to drown. I was sitting in the bathtub, counting my toes when the radiator broke. Water all froze, I got stuck in the ice without my clothes, naked as the eyes of a clown. I was crying ice cubes, hoping I'd croak when the sun come through and the ice all broke. I stood up and laughed, thought it was a joke, that's the way. That's